Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of London Ask and Answered, the podcast where your curiosities about the big smoke get addressed one question at a time. I'm your host, Sasha, and today's episode is a special one because it's all about you. Yes, you, my fantastic listeners, you've sent in your questions and I've been on a mission to uncover the answers. From the historic corridors of Westminster Abbey to the twinkling lights of Christmas in London, we are taking a deep dive into the heart of this magnificent city. And let me tell you, this episode is like a double-decker bus of fun, packed from top to bottom with insights, tips and a few laughs along the way. First up, I'm answering a question that's on everyone's mind during the festive season. What's Christmas like in London? Oh, and it's not just about the mulled wine and mince pies. I'm talking about the dazzling winter wonderland, the charming Christmas markets and those also oh cozy themed bars and restaurants that make you wish it was Christmas every day. But wait, there is more. I've got the inside scoop on navigating London's transport from Stansted Airport to the picturesque streets of Kensington. And for those of you wondering about breakfast prices in London, because let's face it, who isn't? I'm dishing out the details on what to expect when you sit down for that quintessential English brekkie. And for my seasoned London travelers, fear not. I've unearthed some hidden gems and less trodden paths for next visit. Because even if you've been to London more times than the Queen's had tea, there's always something new and exciting to discover in this ever-changing city. So whether you're a first-timer or a seasoned Londoner, grab a cuppa, get comfy and join me as we unravel the mysteries and marvels of London. All thanks to the stars of my show, you my wonderful listeners. This is London Ask and Answered, where your questions lead the way on a thrilling journey through the streets of London.
Nadine asks, if you were to divide London into key areas for sightseeing, how would you do it? I'm thinking that I'd like to plan five days in London to see sites that are all in the same area and then another area of sites the next day. To make the most of a five-day visit, dividing the city into key areas for sightseeing is a strategic approach. This method not only maximizes time, but also minimizes the fatigue that can come from crisscrossing the expansive metropolis. Here's a suggested itinerary that groups attractions by their geographical proximity. Day 1. Historical and political hearts. Westminster and the South Bank. Begin your London adventure in the historical and political epicenter of the city. It started at Westminster Abbey. A coronation church built in 1066 and the final resting place of many monarchs and notable figures. From here it's a short walk to the Houses of Parliament and the iconic Big Ben, which you can visit at the moment. Crossing Westminster Bridge you can enjoy a stunning view of the Thames and the London Eye a giant ferris wheel offering panoramic views of the city. Stroll along the South Bank, a vibrant area filled with street performers and food stalls. Visit the Sea Life London Aquarium or the London Dungeon if you're interested in family-friendly attractions. The South Bank is also home to the Tate Modern and Shakespeare's Globe. Both must-visits for art and theatre enthusiasts. On day two, royal and cultural highlights awaits at Buckingham Palace and surroundings. Dedicate your second day to exploring the area around Buckingham Palace. Start with the changing of the guard ceremony, a quintessential British experience. From there, stroll through St. James Park, one of London's eight royal parks, towards Trafalgar Square, home to the National Gallery. Next, head to Piccadilly Circus and Regent Street for a blend of shopping and architectural splendor. The nearby Royal Academy of Arts offers a range of exhibitions. As evening falls, consider catching a show in London's West End, known for its world-class theatre productions. On day three, the museums await at Kensington. Spend your third day in the museum-rich area of South Kensington. Begin with the Natural History Museum, famous for its dinosaur exhibits and ornate architecture. Just a short walk away are the Victorian Albert Museum and the Science Museum, catering to a wide range of interests from art and design to science and technology. In the afternoon, visit Kensington Palace, the official residence of several members of the royal family. The nearby Kensington Gardens are perfect for a leisurely stroll. Round off your day with a visit to the Royal Albert Hall, an iconic concert venue, and perhaps catch an evening performance. On day four, the City of London, a blend of old and new awaits. The City of London, known simply as the City or the Square Mile, is a financial hub with a history that dates back to Roman times. Start at the Tower of London, a historic castle and former royal residence. Don't miss viewing the crown jewels here. Then walk across the iconic Tower Bridge and explore its Victorian engine rooms. Head towards the heart of the city, where modern skyscrapers stand alongside ancient buildings. Visit St. Paul's Cathedral with its world-famous dome and consider climbing to the top for a breathtaking view of London. 
Nearby, the Museum of London provides a deep dive into the city's history. On day 5, the eclectic East London awaits. On your final day, explore the eclectic and vibrant East London. Start at the historic Spitalfields Market, known for its unique shops and eateries. Then head to Brick Lane, famous for its street art, vintage shops and diverse cuisine, particularly its curry houses. In the afternoon, visit the Barbican Centre, a renowned multi-arts and conference venue. Nearby, the Museum of London Docklands delves into the history of London's river, port and people. If you're interested in contemporary art, the Whitechapel Gallery is a must-visit. This five-day itinerary offers a structured yet comprehensive way to explore London, ensuring you experience the diverse character and rich history of each key area. Remember, London's weather can be unpredictable, so always be prepared with an umbrella and comfortable walking shoes. With each day dedicated to a different part of the city, you'll be able to immerse yourself fully in the unique atmosphere and attractions that make London one of the world's most beloved cities. Also, get my book, London Ask and Answer, your comprehensive travel guide to the big smoke to help you plan your London adventure. Frankie asks, any recommendations for a day trip to Windsor Castle? Windsor Castle, the oldest and largest inhabited castle in the world, is an iconic British landmark and a favorite residence of the British monarchy for over 1,000 years. Located in the quaint town of Windsor in Berkshire, just a short train ride from London, it makes a perfect day trip for those looking to explore the rich history and scenic beauty outside the capital. Here's a guide to make the most of your day trip to Windsor Castle. Windsor is easily accessible from London by train with two main stations, Windsor and Eaton Central and Windsor and Eaton Riverside. Trains depart regularly from London Paddington and London Waterloo with the journey taking approximately 30 to 50 minutes. Upon arrival, the castle is just a short walk from either station. Start your day early to make the most of your visit to Windsor Castle. The castle usually opens at 10 a.m., but it's wise to check the official website for current opening times and any planned closures. Buying tickets online in advance is recommended to avoid long queues and you save a bit of money. Begin your tour with the magnificent state apartments, adorned with some of the finest works from the Royal Collection, including paintings by Rembrandt, Rubens and Canaletto. Don't miss Queen Mary's Dollhouse, a miniature masterpiece featuring tiny replicas of royal artifacts. The semi-state rooms usually open to the public from autumn to spring are also a highlight. These rooms are still used by the King for official events. St. George's Chapel, another must-visit within the castle grounds, is a fine example of Gothic architecture and the site of many royal weddings and burials. After exploring the castle, head into the town of Windsor for lunch. The area around the castle is dotted with numerous cafes, pubs and restaurants, catering to a range of tastes and budgets. For a quintessential English experience, opt for a traditional pop lunch or enjoy an afternoon tea at one of the local tea rooms. Post lunch, take a leisurely stroll around Windsor. 
The town offers charming streets lined with shops, historic buildings and scenic spots along the River Thames. A short walk over the Windsor Bridge will take you to Eton, known for its famous public school Eton College. The college grounds and its impressive chapel are worth a visit. For those interested in a more active afternoon, consider taking a boat trip on the Thames or exploring the nearby Windsor Great Park. The long walk, a straight path that links Windsor Castle with the Copper Horse statue, offers stunning views and a chance to enjoy the English countryside. As the day winds down, you can choose to return to London or spend the evening in Windsor. The town has a variety of restaurants and bars for a relaxing dinner. For those staying in Windsor, the Theatre Royale often has a program of evening performances ranging from plays to musicals. A day trip to Windsor Castle offers a blend of royal history, architectural grandeur and a charming English town life. It's a chance to step back in time and experience the opulence and history that has shaped the British monarchy. Whether you are a history buff, an art lover or simply looking for a picturesque escape from the hustle and bustle of London, Windsor Castle and its surrounding town provide a fulfilling and memorable day out. Enjoy! Sandy asks, what can we do in London if everything is closed on December 25th? Christmas Day in London, like in many parts of the world, is unique. The city known for its bustling streets and vibrant energy takes a rare pause as many of its usual attractions and services close down. However, this doesn't mean that December 25th is devoid of charm or activities. In fact, experiencing London on Christmas Day can be quite magical, offering a different perspective of the city. Here's a guide to what you can expect and how to make the most of London on December 25th. Firstly, it's important to note that Christmas Day in the UK is a public holiday and it's observed quite traditionally. Most shops, restaurants, museums and attractions including major sites like the Tower of London, the British Museum and the London Eye are closed. Public transport including buses and the London Tube underground also does not operate. One of the most unique experiences on Christmas Day is the opportunity to see London's usually crowded street quiet and empty. It's a rare chance to stroll through the city without the usual hustle and bustle. Iconic locations like Piccadilly Circus, Oxford Street or Covent Garden offer a completely different vibe, peaceful and serene, which can be quite surreal and beautiful. London's parks are open on Christmas Day and they provide a wonderful setting for a leisurely walk or a family picnic if the weather permits. Hyde Park, Regent's Park and Richmond Park are great options. These green spaces are often lively with locals and visitors alike. Enjoy the festive spirit and the winter scenery. For those interested in the religious aspect of the holiday, attending a Christmas service can be a memorable experience. Historic churches like St. Paul's Cathedral and Westminster Abbey often hold special Christmas Day services. The services can be very popular, so it's advisable to check in advance and arrive early. While most standalone restaurants are closed, many London hotels offer Christmas lunch or dinner. These meals can be quite extravagant and festive. 
often requiring advanced booking. It's a great way to indulge in traditional British Christmas fare without the hassle of cooking at home. You can also try to use the Open Table app to see what restaurants will be open on the day. Some river cruises company operate on Christmas Day, offering a unique perspective of London from the Thames. These cruises often include meals and festive entertainment, providing a relaxing and scenic way to spend part of the day. For photography enthusiasts, Christmas Day offers a chance to capture some of London's famous landmarks without the usual crowds. Walking along the Thames, you can get unobstructed views of landmarks like the Houses of Parliament, Tower Bridge and the Shard. Since public transport is not operational, it's important to plan how you will get around. Walking or cycling can be enjoyable options if you're staying within central London. Alternatively, you can book a taxi or a ride-hailing service like Uber. Though it's worth noting that these may charge higher rates on Christmas Day. While Christmas Day in London sees a general closure of businesses and public transport, the city still holds a unique charm. It offers a peaceful, less crowded experience of its streets and landmarks along with special services and events that celebrate the festive spirit. With a bit of planning and an open mind, Christmas Day in London can be a delightful and memorable experience, offering a different perspective of this dynamic city. Melina asks, arriving for Winter Wonder in London next weekend, are there any exciting events or cool x bars and restaurants? As winter casts a spell over London, the city transforms into a festive wonderland brimming with holiday cheer. If you're arriving in London next weekend, you are in for a treat. The city is renowned for its vibrant Christmas markets, dazzling light displays and themed bars and restaurants that capture the essence of the season. Here's a guide to some of the most enchanting experiences and venues you can enjoy. Let's start with Winter Wonderland in Hyde Park. A visit to Winter Wonderland in Hyde Park is a must for anyone in London during the winter season. The annual event is a festive extravaganza, offering everything from ice skating to Christmas markets, fairground rides and an array of food and drink stalls. The Wonderland also features attractions such as the Magical Ice Kingdom, a circus and the giant observation wheel, providing stunning views of the city. London hosts several Christmas markets and fairs, perfect for soaking up the festive atmosphere. The South Bank Center Winter Market offers a delightful array of artisan gifts and gourmet treats along the Thames. The Lasseter Square Christmas Market, set in the heart of the city, is another popular destination, with the traditional Christmas dolls and festive shows. Listen to the Christmas Market's 2023 episode from two weeks ago for all the inside info. The city's Christmas lights are an attraction in themselves. Oxford Street, Regent Street and Covent Garden are famous for the spectacular light displays and decorations. Covent Garden in particular is a wonder to behold. With its giant Christmas tree and festive ornaments, you might want to consider taking a Christmas lights bus tour. I post the link in the show notes. London's bars and restaurants go all out with festive decorations and themed menus. Here are a few you shouldn't miss. Miracle at Henrietta. 
Located in Carmen Gardens, this pop-up Christmas cocktail bar is known for its kitschy holiday decor and inventive cocktails, offering a cozy retreat. Then we have the Churchill Arms, famous for its extravagant floral displays. This pub in Kensington goes all out during Christmas with thousands of lights and decorations creating a magical atmosphere. Pergola at Paddington transformed into a winter wonderland. This venue offers a festive escape with seasonal food, drinks and plenty of heated seating areas. Then we have the Delaware Terrace. This elegant spot in Bloomsbury is transformed into a winter paradise, complete with a seasonal menu and beautiful decorations. And last but not least, we have the Winter Forest at Broadgate Circle, a unique destination near Liverpool Street, featuring snow-covered trees, cozy igloos and festive food and drink. Ice skating is a quintessential London winter activity. The Somerset House offers some of the most picturesque skating experience, complete with the stunning backdrops of festive atmospheres. Check out the seasonal shows and cultural events happening around the city. The Royal Albert Hall hosts a range of Christmas concerts and performances. The Nutcracker by the English National Ballet, performed at the London Coliseum, is a classic holiday experience. London during the winter season is a spectacle of festive joy and wonder. From the enchanting winter wonderland at Hyde Park to the myriad of Christmas markets, zine bars and cultural events, the city offers a magical experience for all who visit. Whether you are sipping world wine under twinkling lights, shopping for unique gifts or enjoying a festive show, London's winter charm is sure to create lasting memories. So wrap up warm and get ready to explore the best of London's festive offerings next weekend. Andy asks, are backpacks allowed at Westminster Abbey and St. Paul's Cathedral? When planning a visit to two of London's most iconic landmarks, Westminster Abbey and St. Paul's Cathedral, it's important to consider their policies regarding backpacks and bags. Understanding these guidelines can help ensure a smooth and enjoyable visit. Westminster Abbey, a historic site and a place of worship, welcomes thousands of visitors each year. To maintain their sanctity and security of the Abbey, there are restrictions on the size of bags that can be brought inside. Small day backpacks are generally allowed, but they must be carried by hand or placed on your front in crowded areas to avoid accidental damage to the Abbey's interior and to other visitors. Larger backpacks, suitcases or luggage are not permitted inside the Abbey. There are no cloakroom facilities available, so visitors are advised to travel light or store larger items in nearby luggage facilities before their visit. St. Paul's Cathedral, a masterpiece of English Baroque architecture, also has a specific guidelines regarding bags. Small backpacks and handbags are allowed inside the cathedral. However, as with Westminster Abbey, larger backpacks and luggage are not permitted. Visitors with larger items will be asked to leave them in the cloakroom. It's important to note that the cloakroom service is subject to availability and may have space constraints, so it's advisable to avoid bringing large bags if possible. Both Westminster Abbey and St. Paul's Cathedral conduct security checks at their entrances. Visitors may be asked to open their bags for inspection. 
These measures are in place to ensure the safety and security of all visitors and the sites themselves. While small backpacks may be allowed, visitors should be aware that photography for personal use is restricted or not allowed in certain areas of both Westminster Abbey and St. Paul's Cathedral. It's important to respect these rules and the sanctity of these historic religious sites. Visitors to Westminster Abbey and St. Paul's Cathedral can bring small-day backpacks, but larger bags should be left elsewhere. By adhering to these guidelines, visitors can enjoy a history-free experience while exploring the rich history and architectural beauty of these two iconic London landmarks. Have fun! Antonella asks, have you been on bus to Nome? I have booked it for Christmas night. Embarking on a bus Nome tour in London, especially on a festive occasion like Christmas night, is an experience that combines gourmet dining with sightseeing in one of the world's most iconic cities. While I haven't personally been on the bus Nome, I can provide an insight into what you can expect from this unique adventure based on my extensive knowledge and a few friends who have taken the bus tour. Bastronome is a novel concept that offers a luxury dining experience aboard a custom-designed double-decker bus. The idea is to enjoy a high-end meal while cruising past some of London's most famous landmarks. The upper deck of the bus is encased in glass, offering panoramic views of the city, making it an ideal way to sightsee, regardless of the weather. Booking the Bastronome for Christmas Eve is a decision that promises a memorable evening. Christmas in London is a magical time, with the city adorned with festive lights and decorations. The Bastronome route is carefully planned to ensure you get to see the best of London's Christmas lights and landmarks. The heart of the Bastronome experience is, of course, the food. You can expect a gourmet menu typically French-inspired, crafted by skilled chefs. The Christmas Eve dinner is likely to be even more special, potentially featuring seasonal and festive ingredients. The multi-course meal is paired with a selection of wines, enhancing the overall dining experience. As you indulge in your meal, the Bastronome takes you on a tour of London's most iconic sites. You can expect to see landmarks like the Tower of London, Buckingham Palace, the Houses of Parliament and the Tower Bridge. All beautiful lit up at night. The winter atmosphere combined with the Christmas decoration adds a layer of enchantment to this historic. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
The service on the Bastronome is known to be top-notch. The waitstaff is adept at ensuring a smooth dining experience, even as the bus navigates the bustling streets of London. The unique setting does not compromise the quality of service, which is attentive and professional. Despite being on a bus, comfort is the priority. The interiors are elegantly designed and the glass roof ensures unobstructed views while protecting diners from the elements. The bus is equipped with stabilizers to minimize any discomfort from the movement, ensuring a pleasant dining experience. Since you already booked your Christmas night on the Bastronome, it's important to be aware of a few practical details. Ensure you know the departure point in time, as the bus adheres to a strict schedule. Your decision to spend Christmas night on the Bastronome in London promises an evening of culinary delights, breathtaking views and an unforgettable festive experience. Why haven't I been invited? Nevertheless. It's a unique way to combine sightseeing with a gourmet dining experience all while soaking in the festive spirit of London. This journey is not just about the food or the sights, it's about creating a special memory in one of the world's most vibrant cities during the most wonderful time of the year. Enjoy your Christmas night on the Bastronome, it's sure to be an extraordinary experience. Maybe you will reach out afterwards and let me know how it went. Maya asks, how long will London be decorated with Christmas stuff? Well, Maya, at the moment we have reached the peak of London's Christmas decorations, which can be experienced throughout December and into the early days of January. The exact duration can vary slightly each year, but between different locations within the city. Generally, the decorations and lights stay up until the first week of January, often coinciding with the celebration of the 12th night, which traditionally marks the end of the Christmas season. Notable attractions such as the Winter Wonderland and Hyde Park, Christmas Market and Ice Skating Rings also follow a similar schedule. The seasonal attractions are usually open from late November and continue until early January providing ample opportunity for visitors to enjoy the festive offerings. It's also worth exploring beyond the main streets and commercial areas. Neighborhoods like Notting Hill, Chelsea and Marylebone often have their own unique displays, adding to the city's festive charm. Additionally, London's iconic landmarks, including the Tower Bridge, the London Eye and the South Bank Centre, often illuminated with special Christmas lights, enhancing the city's skyline during the festive period. If you're planning to experience the festive decorations in London, the best time to visit is from late November through the first week of January. This period ensures that you will witness the city in its full festive glory with an array of lights, decorations and seasonal attractions that capture the essence of Christmas in one of the world's most vibrant cities. Charlie asks, I have been to London over 10 times. What not touristy things can you recommend? Are there any hidden spots? Well, Charlie... I have digged a little bit and I think I have found a few spots which you can enjoy. London, a city with a seemingly endless array of attractions, can still surprise even the most frequent visitor. If you've been to this great city over 10 times, you're likely familiar with its iconic landmarks and bustling tourist spots. 
However, London also boasts a wealth of lesser-known treasures and hidden spots, offering a more authentic and off-the-beaten-path experience. Here's a guide to some of London's best-kept secrets, perfect for the seasoned traveler looking to explore the city's hidden gems. First up, we have Little Venice and the Regent's Canal. Escape the city's hustle and bustle in Little Venice, a picturesque area known for its beautiful canals and waterways. Located just north of Paddington, this tranquil neighborhood is perfect for a leisurely stroll or a boat trip along the region's canal. You can follow the towpaths to Camden, enjoying the peaceful scenery and unique canal boats along the way. Next, we have the Lightenhouse Museum. Nestled in the heart of Kensington, Lightenhouse Museum is the former home of Victorian artist Frederick Leighton. This hidden gem is a masterpiece of art and architecture, featuring a stunning Arab hall with a golden dome, intricate mosaics and Islamic tiles. The museum also houses a collection of Leighton's paintings and sculptures. Next, we have the Postman's Park. Postman's Park, located a stone's throw away from St. Paul's Cathedral, is a serene spot ideal for a quiet break. The park is home to the Watts Memorial to heroic self-sacrifice, a touching tribute to ordinary people who died while saving others. The memorial features ceramic plaques and commemorating their acts of bravery. Next we have Sir John Stone's Museum. Sir John Soane's museum, once the home of the renowned architect Sir John Soane, is a fascinating museum in Lincoln's Inn Fields. The house is left much as it was at the time of Soane's death, filled with an eclectic mix of artifacts, sculptures, paintings and architectural drawings. For an unusual scavenger hunt, seek out the Seven Noses of Soho. Created by artist Rick Buckley in 1997, these plaster of Paris's noses are scattered around Soho, each in a unique location. Legend has it that finding all seven brings infinite wealth. So, if you have nothing to do, maybe finding the seven noses of Soho is the perfect thing to do. Next we have the Daunt Books. Book lovers should not miss Daunt Books in Marylebone. This Edwardian bookshop with its oak galleries and skylights specializes in travel literature, but offers much more. It's a wonderful place to browse books in a truly atmospheric setting. Then we have the Edelpie Island. Edelpie Island on the Thames in Twickenham is an artist commune that is not generally open to the public. However, it holds open studio days a few times a year, allowing visitors a rare glimpse into the quirky creative world. Then we have the Hunterian Museum. Located within the Royal College of Surgeons, the Hunterian Museum boasts an intriguing collection of anatomical specimens, models and medical instruments. It's a fascinating if somewhat macabre exploration of medical history. Next we have the Wilton's Music Hall. In the heart of East London is one of the oldest surviving music halls in the world. The hidden cultural gem offers a range of live performances in a stunningly preserved Victorian setting. And on the list on number 10 we have God's Own Junkyard. 
A little further afield in Walthamstock is God's own junkyard, a dazzling collection of neon signs and artworks created by artist Chris Bracey. The warehouse space is a kaleidoscope of color and a tribute to the art of neon. London, a city of endless layers, always has something new to discover, no matter how many times you've visited. These hidden gems offer a glimpse into the lesser known yet equally fascinating aspects of the city, from tranquil parks and historic houses to quirky art installations and cultural havens. London's secret spots are waiting to be explored, offering a fresh perspective on this ever-evolving metropolis. Debbie asks, we are arriving at Stansted and need to go to Kensington. Is it advisable to get tickets at the airport? I'm not sure about the arrival time. Arriving at Stansted Airport and needing to travel to Kensington in London can present a bit of a logistical challenge. Especially if you are uncertain about your exact arrival time. Stansted, located to the northeast of London, is well connected to the city. But choosing the right mode of transport and deciding whether to book in advance can be a crucial in ensuring a smooth journey. Here's a detailed look at your options, focusing on the pros and cons of buses and trains and the advisability of purchasing tickets at the airport. When traveling from Stansted to Kensington, you essentially have two public transport options, train and bus. Each mode has its own set of advantages and considerations. So let's start with the train services. The Stansted Express is the quickest train service from Stansted Airport to Central London. Trains depart every 15 to 30 minutes, with the journey to London Liverpool Street taking about 47 minutes. From Liverpool Street you can transfer to the London Tube to reach Kensington. The tube journey involves a change of lines, usually from the central line to the district or circle line, depending on your exact destination in Kensington. So what are the pros? The speed. The Stansted Express is the fastest way to reach central London. Its frequency. With trains every 15 to 30 minutes, you won't have to wait long. And of course, the comfort. Trains are generally more comfortable than buses, with more space for luggage. The cons, the costs. The train is typically more expensive than the bus. And the transfers. You need to transfer to the tube, which might be inconvenient with heavy luggage. So let's take a look at bus services. Several bus companies, including the National Express and Terra Vision, operate services from Stansted to various parts of London, including Victoria Coach Station, which is relatively close to Kensington. Buses are generally cheaper but take longer, with the journey lasting anywhere from 75 to 100 minutes, depending on the traffic. So what are the pros? Costs? Buses are usually more budget-friendly. And direct journey. Some services may offer a more direct route to Kensington without the need for transfers. What are the cons? The travel time. Buses can be slower, especially in heavy traffic. And the comfort. There is less room for luggage and it's potentially less comfortable than the train. So what about booking tickets at the airport? Regarding the question of whether to buy your bus or train ticket at the airport, there are several factors to consider. 
First up, we have flexibility. If your arrival time is uncertain, purchasing a ticket on arrival can offer more flexibility. This way you won't have to worry about missing a pre-booked service if your flight is delayed. The availability. Trains and buses from Stansted are frequent, but during peak times or holiday seasons, They can get crowded. Buying a ticket on arrival means you have the flexibility to choose the next available service. The cost. Sometimes booking in advance can be cheaper, especially for train tickets. However, the difference in price may not be significant if you're prioritizing flexibility. And we have the convenience. Buying a ticket at the airport can be more convenient as it allows you to access your options and timing based on your actual arrival. Traveling from Stansted Airport to Kensington can be straightforward. Whether you choose the train or bus, if your arrival time is uncertain, purchasing a ticket at the airport can offer the necessary flexibility and peace of mind. Both the Stansted Express and bus services provide regular and reliable transport options, so your choice may ultimately come down to a balance of cost, speed and convenience. Remember to factor in the potential need for a tube transfer if you opt for the train and consider the traffic conditions for bus travel. With either option you'll be on your way to experience the charm and elegance of Kensington in no time. Emily asks, just wondering if £22 is reasonable for breakfast in London? When visiting London, one of the key aspects of your travel experience will undoubtedly be exploring the diverse culinary scene. Breakfast, often considered the most important meal of the day, is no exception. If you're pondering whether £22 is a reasonable amount to spend on breakfast in London, it is important to consider various factors that contribute to the cost of dining in this vibrant city. London is a city known for its expensive living costs, and this extends to dining out. The price of a meal can vary significantly, depending on several factors, including the location of the eatery, the type of establishment, and the quality of sourcing of the ingredients. In central London and in more affluent areas, prices tend to be higher. If your breakfast spot is in a tourist-heavy area like Covent Garden, Soho, or near major attractions, £22 might be expected. In contrast, venturing into less tourist-centric neighborhoods could lead to finding more budget-friendly options. The type of establishment greatly influences the price. Breakfast at a high-end hotel or a well-known upscale restaurant will undoubtedly cost more, potentially making £22 seem reasonable or even a bargain. On the other hand, casual cafes, traditional English pubs or chain restaurants usually offer more affordable breakfasts. What you get for £22 is another crucial factor. A full English breakfast with high-quality ingredients including eggs, bacon, sausages, toasts, beans, mushrooms and perhaps even a coffee or tea might justify the price. In contrast, a simple continental breakfast of pastries and coffee might not offer the same value for money. The gouge with that £22 is reasonable. It's helpful to compare it with the average cost of breakfast in London. Typically, a standard breakfast in a mid-range restaurant can range from £10 to £15. 
Upscale Dining or Breakfast that includes specialty items or organic ingredients or are served in a luxury setting can push the price higher. Sometimes the ambience, location and overall experience can add value to a meal. Dining in a restaurant with a stunning view, exceptional service or a unique atmosphere can enhance the breakfast experience, making a higher price tag feel more justified. When planning your trip, consider your overall budget. If you're keeping a tight rein on expenses, a £22 breakfast might seem excessive. However, if you're indulging in a luxury vacation, this could be well within your expected spending. If £22 seems deep, there are plenty of alternatives. Many cafes and smaller eateries offer delightful breakfasts at more modest prices. Exploring local markets like Buru Market or grabbing a quick bite from a bakery are also cost-effective options. I absolutely love pret a They are my go-to shop, no matter where I am in London. Whether £22 is a reasonable amount to spend on breakfast in London depends on various factors, including the location and type of establishment, the quality and range of food offered, and your personal budget and expectations. London offers a wide range of dining experience to suit different budgets and preferences. While £22 might be on the higher end for a breakfast, It could be justified by the quality, the setting and experience, especially in a city known for its high living costs. Ultimately, the decision should align with your personal budget and how much value you place on the dining experience as part of your London adventure. Nettie asks, we are visiting London over New Year's and hotel prices are crazy. I booked the best Western Chiswick Palace and Suits Hotel. If you stayed at the Best Western there, do you have any thoughts? Is the Schiswick area safe? We are a family of six and we will be walking to the train station daily. Appreciate your insight. Visiting London over the New Year period is an exciting prospect, but it often comes with the challenge of finding affordable and comfortable accommodation, especially for a family of six. With hotel prices soaring during the peak season, opting for the best Western Chiswick Palace is a decision many travelers in your situation might make. Let's delve into what you can expect from your stay at this hotel and the Chiswick area in general, focusing on aspects like safety, convenience and overall experience. The Best Western Chiswick Palace and Suits Hotel is part of the well-known Best Western Hotel chain which generally offers reliable and comfortable accommodation. While I haven't personally stayed at this specific hotel based on the standards of the chain and the guest reviews, here's what you typically expect. The hotel is known for providing clean and comfortable rooms, which is crucial when traveling with family. Although rooms in London hotels can be on the smaller side, Best Western properties usually manage to balance comfort and functionality. The hotel likely offers basic amenities such as free Wi-Fi, tea and coffee making facilities and a TV in each room. Some rooms may also have a small fridge, which can be convenient for storing snacks and drinks. Best Western hotels are generally known for their friendly and helpful staff. 
You can expect a decent level of service with reception staff willing to assist with directions, local recommendations and any queries about your stay. If your booking includes breakfast, it's likely to be a standard English breakfast with some continental options. This can be a great start to your day, especially when you have a full itinerary of sightseeing. For other meals, you might need to explore nearby dining options, as hotel restaurants, if present, may offer limited choices. Chiswick is a lovely part of West London. Known for its leafy streets, charming cafes and beautiful residential areas, it's generally considered a safe and family-friendly neighborhood, making it a good choice for your stay. Safety is a common concern when traveling, especially with a family. Chiswick maintains a reputation as a safe, relatively affluent area. Like any other busy area in a major city, it's always wise to be aware of your surroundings, but you should feel comfortable walking to and from the train station. Chiswick has good transportation links to central London, which is a significant advantage. The hotel is likely within walking distance of a tube station, possibly Turnham Green or Chiswick Park on the district line, making it convenient for daily travel to the city centre. The London Underground is generally a reliable and efficient way to get around, though it can be busy during peak hours. The area around your hotel should have a variety of shops, cafes and restaurants. Chiswick High Road in particular offers a range of dining options from casual eateries to more upscale restaurants. There are also supermarkets and convenience stores for any essentials you might need. Staying at the Best Western Chiswick Palace and Suits Hotel over New Year's in London seems like a practical and comfortable choice especially considering the high-end hotel rates during this peak season. Chiswick is a delightful area that offers both safety and convenience, with good transport links to central London and a variety of local amenities. While the hotel itself should provide a comfortable base for your family, the real joy of your trip will likely come from exploring the vibrant and festive atmosphere of London during the New Year's celebrations. Remember to plan your daily journeys considering the holiday schedules of public transport and enjoy the unique charm of London during the festive season. And just like that, we've reached the end of another fantastic episode of London Ask and Answered. I'm your host, Sasha, and it's been an absolutely pleasure guiding you through the streets of London, answering your burning questions and uncovering the city's many secrets. As we wrap up today's episode, I want to extend a very Merry Christmas to all of you, my wonderful listeners. Whether you're sipping hot cocoa by the fire or out and about in the crisp winter air, may your holidays be filled with joy, laughter and a sprinkle of London's magic. And speaking of Christmas gifts, have you got your copy of London Ask and Answered, your comprehensive travel guide to the big smoke? It's out now and waiting to be nestled under your Christmas tree. Available everywhere books are sold in both paperback and ebook. It's a perfect present for anyone who dreams of London or loves the city as much as we do. Now, don't forget, after my little Christmas break, the fun continues in the new year with season 2 of London's Ask and Answered. I need your questions to make it happen. 
Are you wondering about the best hidden pubs, curious about London's ghost stories or perhaps you're planning your first ever visit to the city? Whatever it is, send your questions to hello at cuin.london, drop me a message on WhatsApp at 0044-7700-182299 or visit my website at cuin.london slash ask. Your curiosity is the heart of my show and I can't wait to explore more of London with you. Also, let's stay connected. Follow me on social media at London Ask and at CUNLDN for more London adventures, tips and fun facts. Share your London experiences, connect with fellow London enthusiasts and be part of my vibrant community. As we say goodbye for now and gear up for the festive season, I leave you with a little London anecdote. Did you know that the Christmas tree tradition in Britain was popularized by Queen Victoria and Prince Albert in the 19th century? The first Christmas tree at Windsor Castle in 1841 started a trend that we continue to cherish today. This is another way London and its history have shaped our modern world. So, until we meet again in the new year, keep the spirit of London alive wherever you are and may your holidays be as delightful as a sunny day in Hyde Park. Cheerio! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.